the death of Colin Kroll, the man who co-founded HQ Trivia and Vine, and the death of Penny Marshall, the producer and, of course, known for being Laverne from Laverne and Shirley, and the death of the Knicks, as James Dolan does a pretty interesting interview about what he could do with his future as being the owner of many things. Those were three pretty big stories throughout the week, throughout the world for you guys. You guys chatted them up quite a bit, but not quite enough to make the top 10 rank just slightly out there. So what stories were the tops this week as determined by you out there in the internets? We will talk about them in just a few moments here on the wrap-up show from This Is Conversation with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. And this is the wrap-up show for the week ending December the 22nd, 2018. Welcome to the show. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne, your host for this show, the weekly wrap-up show coming from this is the conversation.com. Now, if you stop by that website, you will see that every single day we are posting at all hours of the day links to various stories from various sources. So you get your real news with your fake news all mixed together, but you get a whole lot of news. Uh, it's not everything that's stuck within the Chiron, everything that's all over the place for the mainstream media, the big story that they're stuck on all the time. Because most of that is Trump, but these are other stories, including some Trump stuff, that may have been missed in your purview from your musings of the newspaper or the internets, and we try to get as many good ones as possible, and then we let you tell us which ones are the best, or better ones, if you will. That's simple. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Yes, I know we're asking a lot of following, but if you follow us on the social media, you can really get into the game and by your interaction with the stories, either by liking, loving, hating, sharing, replying, you give us more engagement to the stories and we put them all into a spreadsheet at the end of the week which is today on Friday, the 21st, as we record this, and we tell you which ones in the past seven-ish days you like the most. And the one that got the very least attention, we call that the almost irrelevant story. Usually one of the later stories in the Friday morning before we record that doesn't get out of love unless it's a really massive story. We will also give you the stories, more on the stories that didn't quite make it in the top 15 or 11 through 15, slightly out of the top 10. We'll give you them and why we think they didn't quite come in in some times. And because we love to hear about you and from you, we do what we can to bribe you with that. So we have shout outs in between and a little bit of time we call housekeeping, explaining sort of how things worked out together. If we get all right today, we've been doing some hybrid work on this podcast. So if you were gone for a while and just came back, we're kind of getting back into the swing of things where we're going back into a bit more deeper into stories. We don't necessarily have the time to make to have it, but we're going to make time as we're getting ready for the holiday seasons. Things are starting to slow down a little bit, so we're going to kind of squeeze a little time we have and make this work a little bit. And you can give us all the response you want on how well we're doing or not so well by just sending us an email, the conversation inbox at gmail.com for here specifically, or email me directly at jclevenpain at gmail.com. That one's a little spammy, so the conversation inbox might be a bit quicker to get to. So without further ado, I'm not even sure why they say that, let's get on to the top 10 list and story number 10. With a headline that proves that the church scandal, at least the Catholic church scandal, is definitely not going anywhere soon, here it is at number 10. Illinois Attorney General says Catholic Church failed to report accusations against 500 priests. Posted from CNN, posted on Wednesday, December 19th. Let me give you a couple lines from that story uh, just to give you some context of what we are apparently still 
dealing with. And yet another blow to the Catholic Church in the United States. Illinois Attorney General says the state's six dioceses have failed to disclose an accusation of sexual abuse against at least 500 priests and clergy members. Illinois dioceses have least list publicly identified 185 clergy members who had been credibly accused of child sex abuse. But State Attorney General Lisa Madigan said preliminary findings in her investigation revealed that the church failed to disclose sexual allegations against at least 500 additional priests and clergy members. As we said, this is something that ought to be taken very seriously. And while it doesn't really, I want to say it's a part of the fabric of our our being here in the States, we do claim often to be a Christian nation, and Catholics are Christian, obviously, um, a, a various flavor, if you will. But as many people in our modern era have issues with the church itself and religion on top of it, uh, the way things are working with the billion-dollar industry that is the Catholic Church uh, does have some need for some oversight and obviously some need for some very serious thought on how to move forward with all these past sins that the church apparently has committed. Sources story originally from Australian television on an Australian news bureau. It's, we got it from Yahoo News 7, which essentially is Yahoo News that's attached to uh, Australia's news channel 7. The headline is Scandinavian Backpackers Murder Intent in Morocco Mountains. Thursday, December the 20th, the date for this one, bump a response from the number 10 story of 2.08%. A few lines from that story as well, uh, as we said, from Yahoo 7 which is basically attached to News 7. Two young Scandinavian women trekking in the high Atlas Mountains in Morocco have been found brutally murdered. The bodies of Louisa Vesperger, uh, Jess Pernson, and Marin Erlin were discovered on Monday at a campsite above the tourist village of Emiral, a well-known departure point for mountain hikes where they had pitched their tents for the night. Women were found with their throats cut, Moroccan authorities said on Tuesday, as they announced the arrest of a suspect in the nearby city of Marrakesh. Ms. Vesturgen, a just person, was a 24-year-old Danish student, and her Norwegian friend, Marin Yurland, 28, were on a month-long trip to Morocco. Of course, we are sending out all the thoughts and prayers we have possible uh, to the families of those women who were killed in that hiking incident there in Morocco, which is it's, it's hard to just kind of even get into. Uh, it's hard to fathom how something like that can happen. We are going to just leave it there and offer up our thoughts and prayers to the people involved as they grieve over the situation. Another story getting your attention dealing with police actions or not so great actions, we could say. The headline for this one that's in the number eight spot this week, no punishment for officers in Jasmine Headley arrest. Coming from Politico, we've got the source on this, Saturday, December 15th, the day we posted this, 11.22% jump in response from the nine. A quick few lines from the story from Politico to give you context on this one. A New York police, an NYPD Internal Affairs Bureau review of the arrest of Jasmine Headley in Brooklyn last week found no wrongdoing on the part of NYPD officers involved or actions that will result in disciplinary or change of status. This is a quote from the NYPD. The NYPD has conducted a strenuous review of what happened because the public deserves answers and must take every opportunity to, to continuously strengthen how the NYPD serves the people of New York City. Police Chief Commissioner James O'Neill said in the statement, this review shows that prior to the incident depicted on public video, NYPD officers are working with the client to de-escalate the situation. 
situation. Of course, in uniform, NYPD officers can be seen in the footage trying to wrench with at least one year old son from her arms at one point, lifting the pair off the floor of a city's benefits office. An NYPD officer proceeds to uh, produces a stun gun, apologize for that, uh, and waves it indiscriminately in the face of onlookers. This, of course, got a lot of bad looks on social media and on news in general. And the, the mayor of New York, of course, getting a lot of criticism for how things are being handled in this one particularly and in a lot of cases in New York City, especially with the advent and the proliferation of video in these situations. The news gets even more gruesome for the number seven headline this week. Here's how it reads. Florida Sheriff's deputy kills three family members and himself posted on CNN on Wednesday, December 13th. When we got it up there, a 9.17 percent jump in response from the eight story. A few lines from the CNN story as it's been updated a few times. But here's what it is as it states now. A Florida deputy came on the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office's main radio line early Wednesday to deliver a horrifying update. Deputy Terry Schron had harmed his family at one home. He harmed another family member at a different location, and he was going to kill himself. Supervisor immediately joined the line to try to calm him down, and three other deputies located Strawn outside a high school in Plant City near Tampa. Sheriff Chad Cornster said Wednesday, despite efforts to convince him otherwise, the deputy killed himself in front of his colleagues, the sheriff said. The disturbing situation ended with the deaths of the deputy's wife, daughter, and granddaughter, the deputy's suicide, and the sheriff's call for police everywhere to take issues of mental health more seriously. There really isn't a bad time to bring up issues of mental health. Now, something like this, a tragedy like this, is really seeming like a um, odd time to focus on that when the crime has been committed. But this is a season, especially a season here as we're coming upon the holidays, where a lot of people aren't doing as great as they are putting out to be, or they're doing even worse than they seem, even if they do seem to be doing badly. So this is a time for mental health checks for everyone. Be Take the time to meddle in anyone's business that you think they should be meddled in. And of course, we remind you of the suicide hotline. It is man 24 hours a day, seven days a week, especially in times like these when people should be the happiest and they may not be. Call the number 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255, or go to suicidepreventionlifeline.org and get some help or talk to someone. Find someone to talk to, and if you're not doing so great right now, Make it someone's business to take care of whatever it is to do to get you from where you are. Next story, much lighter. We definitely need something light, but this one might be going overly silly on the silliness. Popeye selling emotionally support chickens for Philadelphia Flyers. This one posted on Tuesday, December the 18th, a bumper response of 7.56% from the number seven story. And what this is, is the Popeyes in the terminal at the Philadelphia airport is selling three piece chicken tender dinners. They're selling them in a box that says it's your emotional support chicken. So you can take your emotional support chicken with you on the plane. Since many people are having their emotional support animals taken away from them, including a story this week about someone who had their goldfish taken away because it was their emotional support goldfish, and flying with an open goldfish bowl is not exactly the coolest thing to do in an airplane, this is becoming sort of a joke that isn't a joke. Popeye's getting in on the joke, selling you your emotional support chicken if you're in that terminal in the Philly airport. We got this from the local ABC affiliate from there. Next story from WGNO. We got the source from it. Here's the details on another disturbing 
Another disturbing thing happening. Louisiana work release inmate steals truck in Livingston Parish, drives to Lacombe to assault wife. Wednesday the 19th for that one. Bump a response of 16.41%. Let's get you a couple details from that story uh, from the WGNO ABC website. Lacombe, Louisiana, of course. A work release inmate in Livingston Parish stole a pickup truck, drove to his estranged wife's house, and assaulted her, according to the St. Tammany Parish Sheriff's Office. 33-year-old Keith uh, Bickham was being housed at a private work facility run by Locks 5 LLC in Livingston Parish when he escaped. Bickham stole a pickup truck and drove to his estranged wife's house in the area of Elm Street around 2.30 p.m. on December 18th and forced his way inside, according to STPSO. Bickham knocked the woman to the ground in front of their children before following the victim to her workplace in the stolen pickup truck. Bickham then returned to the Livingston Parish where he was arrested. So he escaped his work release. He drove to his old home. He knocked around his wife. He chased her to work and then drove right back to the work release place where eventually they picked him up. Obviously, uh, the parish is trying to figure out how this happened and how to not happen again anytime soon. Here's a trend that for some reason keeps on going, but people just don't know how to just leave things well enough alone. Headline, woman arrested after racist tirade in New York City subway. CNN posted this and we got it from them December 15th, uh, 2018. And this was the top rated Facebook story of the week in the four spot. Bump response of 26.85%. A few lines from the story from CNN. A Brooklyn woman whose racist, profanity-laced tirade on the New York City subway was captured on video this week has been charged with felony assault after she struck a fellow passenger, authorities said. The dispute between Anna Lichitaya, I'm butchering all the names today, a 40-year-old white woman and the 24-year-old passenger, a woman of Asian descent, began when, when the lady bumped into the woman early Tuesday, the New York Police Department told on CNN. Luchinskaya yelled profanities at the victim on the northbound D train, hitting her with an umbrella and keys, the New York PD said. The video captured by witnesses, Luchinskaya's can be heard calling the women a racial slur. Luchinskaya was apprehended at the 36th Street station and arrested by NYPD. Cena cannot outreach the woman or her attorney for comments when they posted this on Friday. People were psyched this week about the release of the new trailer for the live-action redo of Aladdin by Disney, but not so excited by some of the works by Disney, including the look of Genu Genie, that being Will Smith, whose look was compared to, as some people called, Sinbad on a Diet. That's basically the headline we have for Wednesday, December 19th, from the article we pulled from USA Today. But, of course, everyone was blasting it. Uh, it was a bumper response of 7.94% from the number four story, with this story at three. A few lines from the USA Today story that we had on this. Aladdin fans now have their first look at Disney's forthcoming live-action adaptation of the beloved animated film when the Internet is particularly fixated on how Will Smith looks as the genie and not in a good way. The backlash follows Wednesday's unveilings of the first photo of Smith's character by Entertainment Weekly alongside Canadian actor Mina Masood as Aladdin and British actress Naomi Scott as Princess Jasmine. Twitter users seem to want to stuff Smith's high ponytail and beard combination back into the lamp and to ask for a do-over on their wish for the live adaptation of the 1992 animated classic. As we said, there were plenty of roasts on what exactly they thought he looked like 
none of them all that great. So it's going to be a kind of an interesting thing, including some comments that how Jada and her red table talk would kind of discuss, and probably not so kindly, the look for Mr. Smith in the new movie for Aladdin adaptation. Hopefully people will love the movie enough that they'll see past Will Smith's look. We shall see. The number two story this week gets a bumper response of 43.63%. Here's the headline. Pete Davidson appears on SNL after concerning social media posts prompt police check. This happened on early in the weekend, would say, a Friday, Saturday is check-in on Pete Davidson, who went to social media to post some very disturbing posts, basically saying that he was not okay, he was not doing fine, and also making claims that based on his time with Ariana Grande and their announcement of their engagement, he dealt with a lot of online bullying, a lot of essentially people who were a bit too overly aggressive in their comments about Davidson being with a Grande, uh, with Grande um, in the time. Uh, there have been a lot of things that have gone on in his life uh, publicly because he's a public figure, including the fact he had to apologize a few weeks for a joke made against a veteran who is now in Congress uh, for losing his eye and just other just general weird things, including the breakup of his relationship with his girlfriend and fiance on that end. I've already made one appeal for checking in on people during the holidays and during tough times for people who need a little extra support. So, as we said, it's never a bad time and you never overdo it. One more time, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. That is a uh, if you need that, the last four letters spell out talk, of course. And you can check out suicidepreventionlifeline.org because it's called a lifeline, not a hotline anymore. Uh, if you need help, find somebody to make it their problem. It is that serious. We need you to be here next week beyond that because we need you to do the things that you do. You're so important. And if you don't think so, you can email me and we can talk about it for a little bit. Now, the number one story this week was a kind of a weird one and a shocker, an odd one. The top story on Twitter was it gets a bumper response of 18.77% from the number two story, a bumper response from the 10 story, which is, of course, on the Catholic Church, failing to report many, many, many sexual misconduct acts with priests. That bump was 263, yeah, 263%. And from the number 96 story, oh, yeah, we're a little low on posting this week, 96 stories this week. 3,766% of response. So the headline for the story goes like this. Drones shut down London Gatwick Airport amid busy holiday period. More on that from the story we pulled from ABC News. Drones spotted over the runway force the shutdown of London's Gatwick Airport on Thursday during one of the busiest times of the year, stranding or delaying tens of thousands of Christmas season travelers and setting off a hunt for the operator of the intruding aircraft. The prospect of a deadly collision between what police called industrial-grade drones and an airliner led authorities to stop all flights in and out. Police said they had no doubt the intrusion was a deliberate attempt to disrupt operations at the airport during peak periods, but that there were, quote, absolutely no indications of suggest, to suggest this was a terror-related. Butchered that, but you get the point. About 20 police units from two forces tried, to, tried in vain to find the drone's operator as soon as the first unmanned aircraft was spotted above Gatwick on Wednesday evening. 
Police told airport officials it was too risky to try to shoot down the drones. Stray bullets might kill someone. If that's not an understatement, I don't know what understatements are. But that was the biggest story that you guys saw this week. We posted it, by the way. I don't think I even said that part. It posted on December the 20th, basically as it was happening. We got it here in the States. Uh, the number one story on Twitter, as we said, and the very big story in a week where we were sort of sort on stories. But the holidays are coming, so bear with us. You cared about that one the most, and how did we know? Because we counted them up by looking at your responses in our social media. We're on Twitter and Facebook. On Twitter, you find us at TH underscore conversation. On Facebook, look for This is the Conversation. There's a very fine publication known as The Conversation that isn't us, but we think we're kind of cool as well. Follow us there. Make sure we're in your feed so you can see what's going on. Make sure you're checking on us pretty often because, you know, I need a little love too. And as you see stories that catch your interest that you really want to get into, you can like them. You can love them. You can hate them. You can laugh at them. You can share them. You can reply to them. You can do whatever you need to do to respond to them. And the more responses they get, the more interaction they have, the higher they move up on the list every single week. Coming up in a moment, we'll talk about those that did not quite make it that high into the list. They're rounding out the top 15 and go to the almost irrelevant story of the week. The one that I guess basically sort of got away. Didn't get enough love to, to really make very much at the very bottom per the countdown. And of course, we will do some shout outs. We love you guys and we're checking in on you. So you can see who gets shout out this week in just a bit here on the wrap up show from this is a conversation dot com featuring me. Jay Cleveland Payne. This is for the week ending December the 22nd, 2018. So if this podcast is being released on the 22nd and Christmas on the 25th, that means gift giving time is done. Absolutely not. Because you can always give the gift of an experience, and you can do one very quickly using Cloud9 Living. Now, if you did not get your gift in in time, if you really are one of those last-minute people, thanks to the magic of the Internet, you can really send someone something literally moments before they need to have it. You can get a gift card that's literally a certificate. You can email to someone via Cloud9 Living, and they can have the gift they want to when they want to, a grand adventure at hundreds of cities and thousands of different experiences around the world. It's that simple. And you can make it a gift for yourself. If you want to impress your own self with something you can do, find something in their big list of exclusive, really cool things you can do and Buy one for yourself. Buy a gift and save it for yourself. And save a little bit on that gift card because we've got you covered at our website. They have so many great experiences that you can choose from. In fact, the number is over 1,800 experiences. That's what they have listed. And I'm sure they can find something that's in your wheelhouse. Anything is as crazy as you want to or as calm as you want it to, they can do it at Cloud9 Living. And we have a deal for you on buying those gift cards at our website. So it's very simple. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash cloud9. That's a numeral nine. Thisistheconversation.com slash cloud9 and click on the link for a great experience and a great deal off those experiences. You can save money on those gift cards or directly buying into those gifts by going through our link at our website. Cloud9 Living is taking care of me for great experiences so I can give great experiences to other people and be a Freddy cat and be nowhere near them as they're performing those things. So they could help you out too. Maybe you might even have the desire to do the adventurous thing. 
Go do you, boo. I'm all about that. But check out Cloud9 Living. They'll help you take care of that. Go to thisistheconversation.com slash cloud9 for your deal on gift experiences from Cloud9 Living. Not much in the way of extra housekeeping other than to say we did go back to reading parts of the stories, which means this will be much longer episode than it had been the past couple of weeks. But we think the context is important for it. In fact, I want to do that. I wish I had more time to really squeeze in even more details from these stories. But it is what it is, making it work on an independent basis. It's me doing the work and a couple of VAs doing a couple extra things on this. So we thank you for your patience and us doing this. And thank you for sticking around. And now to thank you for reels, we have some shout outs for people who have responded via Twitter and Facebook over the week. We have Perrine Doubt. We have AARP Goddess. Also, Drake the Tech Dragon. Thank you, Drake the Tech Dragon. Belinda Wrights, uh, Scott McGlynn, and Productivity, which is actually an app. Thank you very much. And Keith Griffey there. Some of those part of our what I call usual suspects, people that seem to jump in all the time. And many usual suspects on Facebook this week as well, including uh, Daniel Williams, uh, Clarence Springfield, and Kate Barnett. Uh, We also have Miles L. Slim in there as well, and a few more other newer people, including Little Man Mama Iza, Breadwinner Shared, that's kind of a long one. And Jisha E. Gatu, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation in this week. Let's quickly go to the almost irrelevant story for this week. And it was uh, one that was, as we always say, posted fairly late in the game, posted this morning as we're recording this. Uh, the actual headline is China ends freeze on game approvals. So we know the the bumper response was about thirty seven thousand thirty seven hundred percent, not thirty seven thousand, not quite that big, but a pretty big bump in response from the number one story with things that had plenty of time to live and breathe and grow. So is this a really a, a story that we can maybe see sneak in next week or not? Probably not. This is more for a game industry. In fact, the game industry biz is where we got this link from. We thought it was interesting. The government confirmed the new regulatory regula, regulate new regulator is reviewing. Quotes, a big stockpile of games uh, will hurry up issue license issues. So for people who are looking to sell their game uh, into the Chinese market, they're opening the, the floodgates from the Chinese Communist Party is trying to open things up so that you can get your game approved into the market. The gaming market in China is humongous. You think kids here are playing these things. Kids, adults, old people, everyone in China are loving electronic games. And these are from little simple color matching games and card games to the really big intensive things like the Call of Duties that are your PlayStation and your Xbox, things like that. So gaming is a big deal for Chinese people. And so if you're trying to sell games to Chinese people because they have money, this will be an easier thing for you to do in the near future. Now let's go ahead and round out the top 15 and show you what stories were pretty big and pretty impactful, but not quite in the top 10 material for this week. Uh, Number 11 this week was the 50 most expensive zip codes in the U.S. this year. And we're not even going to go into that one, but we just tell you it was a story that was posted on USA Today, which had the 50 most expensive zip codes in the nation or our nation here. If you're interested in that, check it out. Just search for it on USA Today in their money section, and you can see if you line up or how you line up in your place that you happen to live. 
Let's move on to the 14 on this week. That, or I'm sorry, the 12 this week. And this one was a really big one. And surprise, it didn't get as much love as it did, probably because it was a major story that got a lot of Chiron love in general and just showed sort of the nutso world we're living in today and the fallout coming from this today uh, after the stuff happening yesterday. Something that literally just happened yesterday is causing so much stuff problem well let me just read you the headline and you can know where exactly we are trump orders u.s troops out of syria declares victory over isis senators slam action as mistake so this one came out on on um actually two days ago on wednesday and has been a part of a snowball effect of things that have happened in the last couple of days first trump said we're we beat isis we're going out of syria without any sort of response from that, he got a meeting with his uh, Secretary of Defense, uh, General Mattis, who uh, went to talk to him saying, sir, this is a mistake. After that was done, yesterday, General Mattis gave his resignation and gave a letter that you do for your resignation, not one of the ones that are you know, saying we thank the administration for giving the time of day. It basically says, this is wrong. I don't believe in this president. I know what's going on. Peace out, y'all. It's all on y'all. So that's how it wrapped up. Of course, we're also dealing with the possible shutdown mere hours as we're recording this. As you hear this, it's probably a government shutdown that can affect 800 or so thousand Americans uh, who will either not go to work or have to go to work and aren't getting paid for the time until they fix this. Because President Trump owned this shutdown and now he's saying it's it's the Democrats' fault. Because that's what he does. So he only had Trump only got one real major headline in this week, and it wasn't in the top ten. But so many things happened. A domino effect from so many issues this week turned into a big snowball of mushy craziness this week. We also lost uh, two uh, two key factor people. One you may not think so. I'll explain in a second. But first, Penny Marshall of Laverne and Shirley and the director, which is she's been directing all sorts of things that you know and love. She, of course, directed Leave Your, Leave Your Own. Uh, that's a many years ago thing as well. Died this week at the age of 75. James Dolan, who is the owner of the New York Knicks, had an interview that talked about, you know, his empire, the stuff he does. And he says, you know, maybe he'll sell the Knicks. If you are a basketball fan or a New Yorker in general, you know there's some not love lost, pretty much no love lost with the Dolan family and how they have interacted in the Madison Square Garden business and just the business of sports business. Uh, So an interview at ESPN he had online on Monday uh, he is, of course, the chairman of Madison Square Garden. He owns the Knicks. Didn't rule out selling the team, um, but there are all sorts of things going on with that one. So if you're a fan of Knicks and Rangers and all those types of sports that happen out of Madison Square Garden, something like this is interesting. If you don't care, you don't care, but enough people care to make this the 14th story this week. And the 15th story this week, this one snuck in barely, but it was uh, a death that happened over the past weekend. Uh, Colin Kroll, the co-founder of HQ Trivia and Vine, was found dead uh, over the weekend. And this apparent suicide, pretty much no one's saying it's not a suicide at this point, uh, but the man was dealing with issues. Uh, we've been talking about checking on folks a lot today, and this is another chance to bring that up. But the man had been dealing with issues of uh, just the lackluster performance of the app HQ Trivia, which was uh, this time last year on fire as just an Apple an Apple uh, app 
where basically people play live for trivia for real cash prizes. And they went through all the technical issues. They added in the Android support, went through more technical issues, brought in more big name sponsors, more big name deals, more movie related stuff and more more synergies things. But lately it's not been performing as well. And the attendance to the trivia games have been lacking, which happens with all things that are so hot and then not so. So financial issues with the company that have been rumors of things not going well there, apparently not just too much for the young man to keep up with. So the man who helped create Vine, which is also gone, and helped create this thing, which is still here, we'll see how it lives, um, dead this week, found dead over the weekend. One more time, this may be a record for the number of times we've brought this up, but three times, if it's if it helps someone, it is a charm. The line, the number, the way to get in touch with people if you are in need is simple. Just contact people via the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can get contact via website by just simply going to suicidepreventionlifeline.org or call them anytime, toll free, 24 hours, 7 days a week, 800-273-8255. Last four letters, numbers, if you use the letters, spell out the word talk on an old school phone so if you're looking for a little bit of help someone to talk to they have someone to talk to you right now you don't want to talk to them contact me we'll chat it up as much as you want to and you just want to contact me for the actual show that's also appreciated as well of course to be a part of the show you listen and you interact you follow us on social media on twitter th underscore conversation on facebook at this is a conversation and make sure as you see the stories come through your feed you like them love them hate them share them reply to them do what you need to to interact with them because the more interactions the higher the score goes into the top 10 this week just like this week and if you want to reach out and see how well we are doing send us an email at the conversation inbox at gmail.com or send me an email directly at jclivenpain at gmail.com. You can check out more of what I have going on at jclivenpain.net and just be ready to be a part of more shenanigans next week. We intend to do another show, even though it will be Christmas holidays and preparing for the new year. We pretend to have one for next week, for next Saturday. So hopefully you'll be a part of this with us. And it's simple. And to make more people a part of it, Share the show. Share it with friends, friends with family. Share it with enemies. Share it with complete strangers that you meet on the streets. Just grab their phones and subscribe to the podcast and hand it back to them. Trust me, they will thank you for that. Oh, subscribe yourself. You don't want to miss out of it as well. And just hang on for another really crazy expected week of news. <laughs> because if this week's any indication, just fixing what happened this week will be a big deal. So we want you to be a part of it and help us tell us, help you, us, you help us tell us, them, what to talk about. Me no talk so good. But when I do talk better, you can tell me what to talk about next week for the wrap-up show from This is a Conversation. I'm Jay Cleveland Payne. We'll talk about more news, good, bad, and indifferent next week.